black GI, is it fair to serve more than the white Americans that sent you here? Nothing is more confused than to be ordered into a war to die without the faintest idea of what's going on. I dedicate this next record to the Soul Brothers of the 1st Infantry Divisions. Be safe. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Movie Club Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Mills, and my co-host this evening is... Trey D. Price, the man so nice with the name that you gotta say twice. I used to do that so much better. All this months of no interaction has ruined my introduction <laughs> game. What's Ooh. up, people? Hello, Trey. Um, and Trey, thank you for joining me to discuss the newest Spike Lee movie. I'm, oh, sorry. Spike Lee joint. Mm, there you go. TM copyright. It's uh, his Spike cup Lee. of tea. Yes. <laughs> oh. Let's redo this intro. Hi, I'm Steven. No kidding. Um, so Spike Lee's newest movie, The Five Bloods. The Five Bloods. Spike, Blood. Spike Lee has directed movies such as Malcolm X, Do the Right Thing. His This is his most recent movie after he won an Oscar for Black Klansman. Mm-hmm. Black Klansman. Black Klansman. Black KKK Klansman. Um, so, Trey, I just want you to know, this is the second ever movie I've watched by Spike Lee. Really? I mean, second Spike Lee joint, I mean. Yeah, you you really fucking up on that, man. Spike Lee's gonna come haunt you in your dreams. Spike Lee will (laughs) he will he will barrage me with with facts. With black history facts. So just like, did you know that Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and He um, does like putting that shit deep into his films. So you're not a big fan of Spike Lee? (laughs) Could you tell that already? It's just like, you know. <laughs> um, uh, I really did not like Black Klansman. You that really much. didn't. I really did not. Um, I thought it was gonna be like a thriller or something. It was mm-hmm. just kind of boring to me. Um, and then that like the stuff at the end was kind of just ham fisted and like ham fisted. It was like I don't know. It was it was. It was like force feeding me like, hey, you're supposed to care because this is like events that are happening in the world. And that's how it relates to this movie. And mm-hmm. I'm like, OK, I see what you're doing. Like, And if I was emotionally connected to the characters and cared about what was happening in Black Klansmen, and if I w- was having a good time, I would have had a good effect. That would have had an effect on me. Mm-hmm. But it didn't. And I didn't really care for the movie. Um. So, the five bloods. <laughs> so what? Is what the, yeah, how did that? How did that? Like transferring that? How did you feel about this movie? Um, I thought that this movie was predictable for where I thought it was from the premise. Mm-hmm. Um, and knowing. So knowing the premise for this movie, um, I thought it was predictable, um, okay. but it was entertaining enough. It wasn't, an, it, it was long, mm-hmm. but it wasn't 
it wasn't too long. Um, and for a war drama, it did it did some interesting things. Mm-hmm. Like this, we're in the non spoiler section right now, so I'm going to talk about. There's some flashbacks in the movie, mm-hmm. and uh, something that I like that they did is they kept the older actors that are playing that are themselves. Mm-hmm. They play they played them they played themselves in the flashback too. Right. So it's like even though these actors are like 60 years old, and there's another actor among them, and you know that it's that's like in his 30s, 20s. Mm-hmm. And you know that there's a is a flashback. It was nice having them. That's because in the flashback, baby. Come on. Man. I mean, I didn't think that they, I, I, and I, I didn't catch it if they were trying to do some kind of like de aging kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And besides, in like, it was obvious in the like one photograph that they showed from like back in the day, right? That they were trying to do some de aging stuff. But like when they were actually in the fat flashbacks, like in the actual footage of it, the aspect ratio changes and all of that. They mm-hmm. didn't do any de-aging stuff. And I liked that. That was nice. It was legitimate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. That's that's all I gotta say about that for now. Yeah, it really like it really no, I really like that. Like I liked a lot of the stuff in here that had to do with like the time changes. It kinda took me by surprise too the way they were doing it. Because uh, I knew there were gonna be shots from them back in the day. Like I've seen the trailer for this and this is a movie that I, I've been wanting to watch. Uh, because I'm not the biggest Spike Lee fan. Like, I've not seen his whole repertoire, but I've liked uh, the movies that I have seen from him. Um, Wait, has he done a war drama before? No, no, I don't think. Okay. Unless you count Chirac, <laughs> but, you know, Chicago I won't. That, I was going to say, I forgot he did that movie. Yeah. But I think everyone in the world has tried to. Every time I think, the, the one thing I think about when I think about that movie is just like, Shot Samuel Jackson, Chirac, and then just black women. Hey, Archimedes, <laughs> Spike Lee. But um, so Netflix saw Chirac, <laughs> and they were like, "Yeah, let's uh, give Spike Lee some money to do but, more drama." Right, but I think he does really well here because, like, there. Well, one, just speaking on the cinematography, like the the change from like the normal aspect ratio to to two point two to thirty five, whatever. Um, yeah. To like the four three format really worked for me, and I don't I don't know why. Like it, it just it just like it was very like visceral. And I think because they like bookended each point where they transferred back, and then they had like a really cool, interesting wipe go across the screen when you came mm-hmm. back into like the present day storytelling. Um, from the trailer, you you expect this to be one thing, but the movie goes into like a whole other thing. We'll get to that in the, in the spoiler, in the spoiler free part. So, you know, keep listening if you, if you want to hear more on that. But, uh, no, I think this movie is just like, it's well acted. Um, like the, the actor that plays Paul, Delroy Lindo shows his ass out in this movie, he, boy. He deserves, if it's not, if they're not going to give him an Oscar, at least deserves an Oscar nom. And I, I feel like with the amount of movies that are co- have come out this year and are poised to come out this year, he might get an Oscar nom. It ain't got no other choice. Like, I, I'm thinking about it. It's like Trolls 2. And uh, <laughs> it's it's for Best Actor, it's like him versus Justin Timberlake as a troll in uh-huh. Trolls 2. Okay, and okay. then The Invisible Man in The Invisible Man, which mm. you, 
obviously, as the name states, you don't see him for a lot of the movie. <laughs> um, so there's no act. He he wins by default. Like that one part in 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 the movie, and I, I don't know if this this is kind of spoilers, but the part where he just like he sort of breaks the fourth wall. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. like, yeah, that I, got me, bruh. I think the first part. I think it was cut up into two different sequences. Um, I, I I really liked the first part, and that got me into it. I, like I mm-hmm. was really sold on his uh, performance. But then in the the second sequence when it came back, I was like, I was I wasn't as invested. I wasn't as there emotionally as I I was with the first sequence right if you know yeah i feel like i know i feel like i know what you're talking about yeah 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 yeah. because like so the first sequence if we're talking about like what we're talking about where it just kind of like turns on its head but like in the first sequence like the movie definitely like endeavors to make him like a villain almost like he's Mm -hmm. you know you're very like standoffish with this character and i don't believe he is redeemed by the end of this film but i definitely do feel more like for him in like his delusions almost you know like i definitely feel more for him by the end of this film than i did around the beginning Uh, and i think that that's the movie does really got good job for that um oh i can't wait to get to the spoiler part because it's gonna be ah i I really did like this movie kind of came because from the trailer you kind of see this movie as uh four dudes getting back together after you know the Vietnam War, losing their uh, commander. And, you know it's almost like a search for Curly's gold. Let's go. Right. Movie ain't that. <laughs> Movie ain't that. And that is like it took me. It literally took me by surprise because I was kind of enjoying it. I like the actors in this film, um, and I was really wrapped up in there. You know, in their dialogue. I think maybe I don't know if you appreciate if you if you'll appreciate this or not. But I really I think the dialogue was real well written. For what yeah. we were going for here, and that that alone was enough to keep me going, and then it changes, and so for that I'm just gonna say like summary, boy, get us get us a fat old solid gold star A, it's going really? get this A. Yes, Spike Lee, you did the damn thing right here, Spike Lee. Like you you do a lot, of, and and you do do a lot of what Stephen was talking about, where you. You want black people to learn some shit. <laughs> you really do. You're like, hey, black people, pick up a history book and learn these things about these people. And I'm like, okay, Spike Lee. <laughs> but then also he's like, you don't have to. Re- you don't have to read a history book because I'll just tell you everything there is to know. Honestly, it is. Stephen is is as an individual, uh, much like myself, who've come from a black parent or you know black family. You get this enough. Like, we have, we literally live with black history books. Boy, you read that William Lynch letter, like, all that stuff. It's like, hey, did you, hey, you knew, didn't you know about peanut butter? And it's like, yeah. Yeah. Peanut butter. Mm-hmm. But then, I like, uh, I mean, I have, I, I, I took this dig at Spike Lee for, the telling you interesting facts that mm-hmm. are just intercut into the movie that the movie just kind of like stops and it's like hey put this picture of this black historical figure on the screen mm-hmm. while all of these characters are just like riddled with black history knowledge that's just like not 
commonly known, which I kind of get. Yeah, I absolutely get that for like, yeah, guys of this age. Because like I said, when you when you live in that black family, older black relatives will either have a random ass facts about black uh, black excellence or B. (laughs) Laws like they either gonna tell you one or two things. You gonna either learn that George Washington Carver invented the peanut, or you gonna learn don't do that because it'd be five to ten. That's what you gonna learn. George Washington Carver invented the peanut. That's yes, exactly. <laughs> what I got. Um, uh, I I I would I would say I don't really have a rating for this right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that talking it through will help. Um, right. I think I definitely liked it more than I like Black Panther. Black Panther, bit, bro. I mean, oh yeah, Black Panther. Oh my god, <laughs> I was I was zoning out for a second. Well, Spike Lee um, directed Black Spike Panther. Lee Could you imagine Black Panther? Oh my god, that motherfucker claws would go through so many bodies. I I gave okay okay. I, I was I was zoning out because I was thinking about looking at my rating for mm-hmm. Black Panther. Um, I gave it a six out of ten. What about um, another C then? Yeah, that's yeah, that's about a C. That's about. Um, spoilers uh, mm-hmm. for our old podcast that is probably already up. Um, Event Horizon, which right, right. <laughs> I also gave a C. Which I mean, I just when this isn't a Black Klansman podcast, so I'm not going to get into my problems. <laughs> with that. Um, but I feel like some of my problems with that also travel over to here, mm-hmm. where it's it's like it's this movie isn't as entertaining as it could have been sometimes, and but this movie has a lot more cliches in it really yeah because like it's like it's like hey these people are going to go into the in, into this unknown foreign land it, have you seen uh triple frontier you've seen triple not yet frontier. no no i haven't seen that yeah this one, i've seen triple frontier which is also done by netflix mm-hmm. and distributed by netflix it, that's um, the one that got a uh, ben affleck in it right ben affleck isaac uh right yeah whole crew um this movie reminds me of that um besides there's no 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 this movie reminds me of that hmm. a lot um because they go to a, a foreign land where they've gone before and they have to get this this item and bring it back and it's like oh no what's gonna happen it's like you kind of know what's gonna happen mm-hmm. and it's like they have, all have characters that are very 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 similar to this one but it's like this this obviously is Spike Lee so there's an element of race that is in mm-hmm. here and baked into the dialogue and the characters and the backstory w- with that so they don't they're not as they're not as stereotypical as you would think right. of movies in a war drama where they have to go back to this foreign land to get this this item or this person or whatever stuck right. behind enemy enemy lines. Right. It's not like a. It's like Lone Survivor and Green. Uh, Joe Frontier and movies along that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, the A Team. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This. This. This movie. As see, as I'm talking about it, the rating in my head is just like kind of dropping. But really? I'm I, I'm I am looking forward to uh, mm-hmm. what you say in the spoiler section, right? Uh, to see if my mind changes. So, segue. Let's get into spoilers, Trey. All right. 
and I'll let you I'll let you lead it off. You have more so, to say about this. Well, because like I said, man, this is this I didn't see coming. Like you say you, you say you saw a lot of this coming. I didn't. I honestly mm-hmm. thought, like I said, I thought this is gonna be just like a, a a historical trip through Vietnam, maybe some wacky shenanigans, and <laughs> they get the goal, maybe they lose the goal. I'll this movie goes from being the search for Coley, Curly's gold into the second half. You ever seen the movie Sorcerer? No. So the movie Sorcerer is this movie where these do there's just like these three sort of stories where we follow these three characters and they kind of like these three characters are in like these situations that damn near get them killed and they all flee these situations to go into the, like I guess Brazil maybe I think it's in Brazil or whatever and they each take a job uh, they take this same job to deliver this truck full of like this truck full of dynamite to like this dude who wants to buy the dynamite. And it's like, if you move, it's almost like carrying nitroglycerin to where if you move, mm-hmm. like if the truck jostles a certain way, it's going to explode. And yeah. so you start off this movie, like developing these characters. And in the second half, you have this like pulse pounding, like trip throughout the, the jungles, trying to get this truck of dynamite to its, uh, to its location. It's actually a really good movie. Uh, I feel like the same thing happens here when you have that second half turn mm-hmm. because this movie is like two two and a half hours long. It's a long movie. Yeah. It is a lot to get through, but I think the characters are good enough to drag you through that first half because again, honestly with Delroy Lindo, that, that man is like carrying the film. Like I think everybody does a good job here. I really do. But I think Delroy Lindo, like he does chew the scenery when he's on screen, especially right. with his like he is a black Trump supporter. And I'm just like, come on, bro. Like at, at jump, I was like, all right, I'm already not gonna like this man. But then when he has like his breakdown on the boat where the chicken farmer's trying to sell him a chicken, and he's just like, get this man off. Man, I don't want, I want none of your gook shit. Like it's, it's it just gets all sort of like high drama i'm just like whoa all right this is this is wildness right here yeah and then we get to the part where eddie explodes and i'm just like no okay 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 bruh see what my i'm gonna i'm gonna cut you off right here because when we were introduced to the french three Mm -hmm. as i as i will call them um they're in uh he was like yeah we uh we do, we detonate, or we, uh, yeah, we disarm do mines and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, we disarm, uh, mines and bombs and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, one of these people are just gonna blow up. Or it's like, it's gonna be the sun, or it's gonna be mm-hmm. one of the lesser five that we don't see. And then I was like, okay, I was like, I, I was like, okay. The immediate, and I've been, I was thinking this entire movie, I was like, I was like, we don't hear from Eddie, Eddie, like at all. It's mm-hmm. like, he is like, in, he's just in the back. And then when he was like, when he was preaching and and was like, man, y'all don't know. He was like, y'all don't know nothing. Okay. He was like, and like walking backwards. So I will cold. say, I, I will like, say, I kept this in my mind that the way they com- composited that shot, the way like they had, like you said, like he's backing up and he's making he uh, he makes that say that damn near say speech from uh that Samuel Jackson makes a deep blue sea and we got. And then the shark comes out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the way, yeah. like, I, I, I've seen that shot so many times. The way, like, they do it is just like, all right, that's that's a kill shot. Like, that's either right, I, yeah, thought, exactly. I thought he was going to get, like, okay, so when you talk about the French three, 
I thought they were going to turn out to be some kind of like bad guys the way they're like way dude was giving old boys scuff, you know, for something like that. Like maybe they try yeah. to oppose them for the gold or something like that. You know, I, the movie, I was I was into the movie. So I was deep into the character. So I didn't really think much of it. Um, so when they said that, I was like, oh, you oh, OK, don't trust. I don't trust the French people. Yeah. Um, but so I didn't think about that. So I thought that Eddie was going to get shot. I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Then you had the, there was a shot where you had uh, some Korean uh, people in the jungle with some guns. I was like, okay, Eddie about to get shot. Eddie gonna get shot. Boom! Eddie got blewed up. Yeah, <laughs> blewed up. And, yeah. Uh, so I, I I didn't see that. Like I said, I still did see that coming. And when that happened, I was just like, attention on one ten. Let's go. But then even after he blew up, and they were like, oh damn, there's landmines. And for for the son david to just keep walking around i was like what are you doing i was like this kind of turned into like a horror movie for me mm. at that point i was like so why would you keep walking around i was like and, and also they're like waving around the gold throughout the entire when they find it they're just like waving around in this open field mm-hmm. in the open jungle and they're just like waving around like oh my god there's gold we found the gold i'm like why are y'all being so loud? I'm like, y'all waving the gold around in the air. And it's like, y'all aren't from here. This isn't, you You aren't in your elements. So it's right. like, you don't know. And it's like, there's so much around you, open jungle. It's like, anyone could be watching you from anywhere. And you would think that them being in a war at this exact same place, in this exact same spot, they would be more careful. But I'm like, the fact that they're not, and they're just like, being so loud and like with the and like waving the gold around like i said it's just like i was like what did you expect and but i i kind of i kind of expected that people would just like find them Mm. and then come back but then i was like "Eh," but then it it doesn't make more sense for the french guy to to betray them yeah i know that 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 was i was like oh i should have seen that coming because i was like damn yeah yeah, it's plus, it's my favorite French dude from Godzilla. Uh, have you ever have you ever seen the Roland Emmerich Godzilla movie? No, I don't he think plays I have. a French dude coming to investigate. You know what's going on or some shit like that. I can't remember what his exact role in it is, but he 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 just has his favorite part in the movie where he's like they have to go through this like military blockade and he's like, you wh- are you what are you gonna do? You gonna pretend to be American? He's like yeah. It just chews a piece of gum and just gets like an Elvis accent or something on it. Just yeah, yeah, I remember. You, yeah, yeah. you told me about this scene before. That dude, I love that dude. But um, no. So like, so here's the thing about what I think about like the the whole explosion scene, like David getting caught into the landmine too, is that like I think it puts a little bit of believability in there because mm-hmm. for him, he does he's never seen like war. You know, what I mean, the other guys have. You know, what I'm saying. So when like the explosion happens, he's still moving around because he's in shock. You know what I mean? It's a loud explosion. Mm. Your head, your ears ringing. You don't know. You don't really have like sensual stability going on. And then click. Now you know not to move because you heard that click. And you're but fucked. I, I thought he was sitting down when he blew after when when Eddie blew up. I thought he was sitting down. And uh, then he fuck, like I don't know, dude. I can't remember I the know. exact scene like from jump. I was just mad. You know, that's right. that's what I'm mad. My explanation for that shit is right. Yeah. I don't know if he's if he's sitting down even more. He's getting the fuck up because he's afraid and he's gonna jump around. You know what I mean? Like that's you know you don't know exactly where the mines are. You've been walking through the jungle just fine so far, and yeah. now you run into a minefield. Fuck. Um. Two. The the whole them waving around talking about the gold and stuff like that. I think that speaks to their kind of hubris. 
they <laughs> they believe that they know this area. Like even when like Vin was like, "Hey, you know you." You know, I, you can go any further with me. It's like, nah, man, we know, we know this jungle. You know, what I mean, we, I've been in Vietnam, blood. You know, stuff like right. that. Like, it speaks to their hubris that they wouldn't, that they think one, they think they own the gold. You know, what I mean, even though you know it wasn't theirs to begin with. Right. And then when they get it, it's like this is rightfully ours. Hey, we found it. We found the fucking gold. You know how niggas get. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but then also, I mean, I get, I get the being excited, but then it's, it like continues on, and I'm just like every time they wave it, I'm like, y'all know something bad's gonna happen, and See, like that's I, you and your black woman in a movie theater, like you said, in a horror movie, <laughs> you like don't go there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like, go there. It's, I just, know. I was just like, y'all gotta be smarter. And then like when when uh, when <laughs> Paul like held up the the French three at gunpoint for no reason at all. And mm-hmm. like, he like so, he, but see, but think, but think about Paul is like he his mind is already gone. Like they're talking about this like the whole trip, like how he he needs to see a therapist, like he needs to talk to somebody. You know what I mean? He already don't trust. He already think was was name Otis is out here about the about the dude. What was it? What's he call it? He calls it something in the 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 junkie hold up or something like that. Like yeah. he already thinks that he he doesn't even trust his friends, and now these three strangers that he thinks you know that he thinks probably set the minds for him to the for, oh, his, for him yeah. and his friends explode. No, hope no. Mind is gone. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like so, there's just a lot of things I, going I mean, on I in this get, crazy man's head. I get off the jump why he why he like holds him up at gunpoint because mm-hmm. he's like, where did these people come from? Like this is weird, whatever. But then like afterward, when like they don't know anything. And mm-hmm. like they can just go and whatever, but he's like, nah, y'all know too much. But I'm like, they don't know anything. I'm like, they can just walk scot free. Y'all never see them again. It's like, so but like then I said, get he is he's talking about yeah, and he's talking like you said they've been talking about the gold and stuff like that, and then these guys come out of nowhere. It's like, oh no, y'all know about the gold. Y'all know about our gold that's not really ours that we're not even supposed to have in the first place. Yeah, but if I was the French three, I'd be like, he's like, y'all know about this gold. He's like, y'all did this and did that. I'd be like, you literally just told me about the gold. I didn't know anything. (laughs) But like that, them, that just, I don't know. I I get why he Mm -hmm. could do that. But then there's also like five other people or four other people that could have been like, hey, maybe don't hold them up at gunpoint because they don't know anything about the gold. Yeah, I I see. That got me too, where it was like, so none of y'all go, you know, talk this man down. Because everybody knows, like I I just said, everybody knows he's crazy. That part did get me where it was like, won't nobody going to be like, and again, the gold isn't theirs. You know, they're not supposed to talk about. So, you know, it's kind of like the thing where it's, uh, uh, I think it's that Alfred Hitchcock movie, Rope, where it was like, who's going to turn on you know, the other person, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, damn, Paul might be right here in this situation. Like, they, these motherfuckers ain't leaving with our gold, you know, until there's a situation where they all have to work together, which happens, you know, much later. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I I found it. I found it believable. And I, it, it is a trope that's been seen definitely before, where it was like, we have this money. Uh, we have this equal split up. These guys are here. They've seen our faces. They know too much, you know. Yeah. Even though like, you have the one guy who's like, who's literally a hair trigger away from killing somebody, even though that's not necessary, and the other right. people don't want to talk him down because he's one, he's fucking crazy. Two, is he right? Who the fuck knows? You know. Yeah. 
So I don't I don't know. And he's already not trusting Otis with uh with like his uh Korean, you know, uh, oh, yeah. girlfriend who turns yeah. out to be his baby mama. Like all right. this shit is just oh it's just it's crazy. It's crazy in these streets, bro. And, but and and something I've talked about before, since we're talking about the whole like pulling of the rope scene and mm-hmm. the, the landmine with David. Um when he was talking about like fly like Moses and stuff like that, I feel like for that scene for me would have been more effective if they didn't like cut to a scene of him Moses jumping over the hurdles and stuff like that. Like I like that's it a was bit like, excessive. It was like tense, and then like I was like, okay, I was like, he might lose his son, mm-hmm. and like on this trip. But then it's like, but then it's like, okay, he was like. It was like, yeah, it was like they already had an understanding. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we already got the understanding, too, because they had talked about it so mm-hmm. much. But then for them to, like, cut and, like, show the picture of, like, I was like, I don't know. I just don't like that because it's like, it seems like a... Like a documentary. No, it seems like a trick made by, like, a... Or a technique from... Of like a lesser filmmaker being like, "Hey, we have to." Sh- well, I know they're oh, talking about show, it, but we have yeah. to show them. Sea dog, say yeah, show them like a documentary. Sea dog, say dog, or say dog, sea dog. We don't have, to, sh- we don't have to show means. the audience a picture, and it's cut in there like it's like made in like iMovie, where it's just like the photo, just like in the middle mm-hmm. of the screen, and it's they do that with like Crispus Attucks, yeah, and like Moses and. I think they did like Aretha Franklin and they stuff did. too. They did. And I'm just like, you're talking about it. It's like, we get it. It's like, we get the facts. I don't think you need to drill it into our heads with uh, the picture. So but, but that's, that's probably one of my biggest criticisms. I agree, at least with the scene where, where he's talking to David and trying to get him off the mind or, you know, trying to, calm them down get them focused yeah. so that they can pull off the mind i do That's i do agree with moment. that i do agree with that hi it, it does work for me in the other scenes like when the uh, vietnamese vc kongs are talking about uh how you know you killed our children and you got to see the the documentary photographs yeah. of the children on screen that that worked for me that um, works more i think so me. like i think like i think uh uh spike lee just needs to like bro look we get it we get you know all these historical facts. Like if you want, like either make a movie or make a documentary. Like yeah. you can't, don't do both. Like all the time. <laughs> like because, like I said, it, it works for me. But yeah, Stephen's right. Where that is a really tense moment. That is a really tense scene between a father and a son, and you want to keep that. You want to keep that thing going, and and just you want to keep that moment pulse pounding. Right. And then boom, picture of a of a person that just takes you completely out of what is history lesson. Like we don't really need we don't really need that history lesson in that moment. I get it. I I truly do. You want to teach and these if, young kids, but they're yeah. not really the ones watching your movie. So and also, it's like if David died, I would have felt a, my hand still would have been then in the air from like disapproval from when Spike Lee cut in that photo of Moses. Mm-hmm. I would have because I was like about to flip a table. My hands are in the air like that because I'm like. Why I was like, if David had died in that moment, I, I would have cared less because of that cut. Right, honestly. Right. Um, However, while you talk about that that scene, which is not done the best, Daryl Lindo's like talking to the camera, saying, "Man, boy, boy, wait, tell can me, we, th- 
Can I go back one second? Okay, go back one I second. Still wanna, I still want to dig at this scene. Jesus um, Christ. Because <laughs> there's, there's the part where Sep, Seppo tries to take the gun from the the from Paul with the and gun. And gets the shit knocked out of him. Yeah, I'm like, why would you do that? That makes no sense. It's like you have four other people that are not tied up, that are not with you that are against you this man has a gun why would you you have nothing why would you attempt to do that because i think it's again that arrogance man there's this it just goes back to that scene where they're in the bar and he's talking he's just talking straight shit to david yeah. and he's probably underestimating americans you know which i also really did not like his character at all well, he's like, not a likable character like even when he died i yeah. was just like okay cool he deserved it i guess like he was he he was a, he was not he wasn't a good guy. He was he, he was just rude and mean. It, it's just like for no reason. Yeah, it's I was just like fridge. good. Fuck him. <laughs> Stephen hates the French. That's what we'll get at here. Trey just made us lose all of our French. Our French. It's all right. We'll get it back with the British audience. French. That's good. Our French viewership just went down, but our British viewership went up. Um, but no, I want to talk about the Delroy Lindo shit, bro. No, it's just it's so like it's one of those once again that I was just like I didn't see it coming, and it would be it it would it should be weird. It should be weird to just go into a straight, uh, a straight po not POV, but a straight fourth wall break looking into the audience. But he he just got bit by the snake, and he always talks about how he hears like Moses in the middle of the night, or not no Moses Norman in the middle of the night. And then he just like out of nowhere, like he's looking around, he's talking, and then he looks straight at the camera, and he just the way he's just delivering, the way he delivers this dialogue is just so electric. I just I enjoyed that so much. When I when I was watching that scene, I was like, okay, this man's gonna get Oscar. Like, I was like, he has to, especially with like that was just like. That was his scene to do that. That was his sequence to do that. Um, but then there's also the entire rest of the movie where he kills it. He absolutely kills it. Yeah. And they just uh, blew this man away training day style. Like, yeah, that was a, I was like, come on, bro. But also, um, I'm getting away from the scene just to say uh, David did not deserve a full share at all. <laughs> there's no way. I, there's no way I would have let that happen. No way, no way. That man snuck on. She was like, "Oh yeah, you're you're here about the gold. You had to change your password." Ha 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 ha. He's like one two three four, and he's like, "I'm I'm here because I deserve a full share." And it's like, "I'm gonna help y'all. Y'all can't do this by yourselves." I'm like, "There's no way. There's no way. This man just out of nowhere coming to to try to save the day, try to get a full share." No. Hell no. Whatever, dog. He made the kill shot to save the day at the end. I don't want to hear that. I mean, Good job, yes. David. Good job. Yes. Yeah, oh. so in theory, if he wasn't there, that wouldn't have happened. But then also, if he wasn't there, there's a whole bunch of stuff that wouldn't happen. And then, my boy, what, was it Melvin? Was it Melvin? Jumped on a grenade? Oh, my God. Oh. No, oh, my God. Oh. Not Melvin, oh. bro. I was, that was just so sudden, too. It I was, was out of nowhere. I was expecting Spike Lee to have some slave moment of like a slave uh, getting whipped oh. and like going in slow motion and just like 
or it's like some '90s action movie where it's like they cut to like three different angles of like (laughs) the the grenade exploding on his stomach. I was just like, "Wow, Spike Lee didn't milk that like I expected him to." Have you seen the Have you ever heard of Roy Wood Jr.? Yeah. He's a stand-up comedian. He does, if you see the stand-up part where he does it like every time in like black movies, they do the sl- the double bounce. <laughs> the sl- yeah, yeah, the yeah, sl- yeah. They got the the slave hymnal music coming. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah. See, that's what I was expecting. I was expecting the the double bounce, the, the cut from like three different angles. But speaking of uh, but, oh, but, angle cuts, uh-huh. the movie does a weird thing where people, if you don't know like what a match on action is, is where you start an action in one cut and then you complete the action in the second cut. There are several scenes in here where they start an action in one cut and then repeat that start of action in the next cut, completing that action. It's it's very weird. I don't know if you noticed that. Did you notice that? I I don't think that I did. No. There was a part where like Otis hugs somebody and it was just like, hey, and then it's like cut. Hey, and then it like completes the hug and the other. It's, it was very weird to me. Huh, that's weird. Yeah. I, I, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe it's not Spike Lee that's doing these random cuts. It's maybe it's editor. just his editor that he's just like a te- he just got a terrible editor. Um, but also, I mean, it's sad because I'm fighting with myself on this. I'm like, uh, Spike Lee's. No, 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 no. Melvin, when he died, mm-hmm. his death. Well, like I care, I cared about his character the most, probably. Melvin, and then it's yeah, Melvin. and then and then <laughs> I ain't digging. I, I, I'm skating for yeah, the yeah, yeah. That was great. That was great. And then, but like, I feel like his character's death it just didn't have. Like I was like, oh, I was like, oh wow, mm-hmm. that shit just and happened. Like, it just happened, and they just moved on because. Well, I was like, oh dang. I mean, I get well, fuck's still getting shot. Yeah, like, what you mean? I, I get that, but like, I was like, oh dang. Like, wow, my, my favorite character just died. <laughs> and then, like, two seconds later, it's like he never existed. <laughs> I, I ain't like, gonna dang. lie, I did forget he died, like, at the end. I was like, hey, where, where Melvin at? And like, oh no, Melvin did die. Oh, yeah, I forgot the grenade. <laughs> dang. Rip. Because uh, <laughs> we were doing, like, the whole wrap up, the end of, like, college movie where they're doing the jump pose and then you got the screen text on the on the screen yeah. and then david never saw that fresh bitch again so yeah. <laughs> yeah i was i was kind of glad i don't know that their relationship was kind of all over the place for me it was because it's like at the beginning the bar scene it was like okay she, they're interested nice, yeah and then and then later she was like, Yeah, I would never touch you in a million years. Well, and then, yeah, because he tied her up <laughs> inside yeah, of his, his crazy dad. Yeah, but then at that point She's like bathing him and stuff after he Nigga, shot. we I'm almost like, died. Like what is this going on. Well, it's that crisis brings people together type shit. You know what I mean? Like at first, you know, you're enemies and then you realize there's a bigger threat out there and you're like, All right, that shit we were talking about before ain't important. We gotta fight together this is now. Like that. This is like that phrase, the friend of my enemy. The, the enemy en- of my... The enemy of my, my enemy, enemy is my, is my friend. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We just That's had a whole, happens. like, blank of all. We did. Jeez. Cut it. No, okay. Uh, <laughs> um, something... Uh, I think I have, like, two more things I want to talk about. Um, the The 
this is just a general thing, but the, the first letter of each word being capitalized in the captions threw me off and I didn't like that. Um, that's a small thing. I, that, that, say, I, I didn't watch this with captions, so I have no idea what you're talking about. No, no, no. When, like, um, when the people were talking in Vietnamese. Oh, and they trained. Okay, okay. Yeah, and it was I'm just like. like the Netflix caption. Or, oh, no. I was like, like, I'm, like, oh. I'm like, sidebar, I hate the Netflix captions. <laughs> this has nothing to do with the movie at all. No, no, no. no. Uh, <laughs> you're like, damn, Steve, you're just in a bad mood. I was, um, I was wondering. Uh, but there was a, the sequence at the beginning where the uh, disabled Vietnamese. The kid. Kid, yeah, he uh, and the, after they exit the restaurant, where he just like throws the fire throws a firecracker there. on the ground, and they all just like and they the cut. I'm like, oh my god! I was like, but then, I don't they, beat they, that but then they just cut. Yeah, I'm just like, I was like, they're just not gonna show what happens after that. I yeah. mean, maybe he ran away or got you know, away. The way is. <laughs> uh, see, we just let. See, you're really just making you. You're throwing art. Audiences under the bus. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean? You said it again. Um, <laughs> so them crutches down. I, was, I was like, why wouldn't they show what happened after that? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was weird too. Yeah. yeah. Why they just moved on, I guess. Maybe. But like, dang. Two hours. I was like, that was like, that was messed up. Two hour and a half runtime. They was like, all right, you you get it. Kid got his revenge. <laughs> let's go. It. <laughs> You're like you, you get it. They got PTSD. Let's move on. <laughs> I can't defend that, bro. I don't. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Um. You have any more spoiler-filled thoughts or non-spoiler thoughts or anything? Nah, man. I, like I said, I think in general this is a this. Is, to me, this is a really good. This is a really good movie that I, I actually probably would watch again because I think I, I like a lot of the the shots here. I think it's. Cinema, from a cinematography standpoint, uh, I think it's actually one of his best that he's done. Uh, mostly just because that those aspect ratios from the past and the, in the present to tell, like just from a storytelling standpoint, I think it's used really well. Deciding to break the fourth wall at that point and it not being weird, it's almost like breaking the one eighty and it's just not being weird. Like that's something that you have to do with talent, like with time and test and all that stuff. Um, I do think that there there's one point in the movie where he adds his Spike Lee shot, the people being stationary and the camera moving or, or you know, sort of the people dollying through a scene. And honestly, I'll tell you this. I forgot this was a Spike Lee directed movie because I hadn't seen the trailer in like fucking forever. Uh -huh. And so I didn't know, you know, who directed it. I was just watching the movie and I was like this could be like a Spike Lee movie. I could see this being a Spike Lee movie. Uh, then it's like that shot came in. I was like, oh yeah, this is a Spike Lee movie. Okay, never mind. Yeah. yeah. Like for, for a whole point, I forgot. And then it's like that shoot, that shot kind of felt shoehorned in. No, like he just, did. he needed the, and it kind of, I, I will definitely say this, that also felt the same for me in Black of Klansman because I feel like the, he also shoehorned yeah. that type of shot in. In that film too, I feel like so, it made more sense in Black Klansman because they were, I, I, if I am recalling correctly, it was both it was both uh, John David Washington's mm -hmm. character and uh, whatever like, name Foxy Clear. I'm blank. Yeah, I'm blank, yeah, I'm blanking on the name. Um, but it was them like both holding their guns and stuff like that. Did kind of feel out of place for me, but that felt more. It felt more part of the story, and like yeah. it felt. 
better into in that film than this did than right. the shot did in this one i was just like okay yeah it's spike lee i don't know i don't know spike lee kind of I, I don't know i don't think he does it for me yeah. but also i mean I, I i've only seen two of his movies right and there i'd like to see some of his older stuff okay i, I mean yeah i have a, a bunch of things on my watch list of like do the right thing. Like I, I know I have to watch that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did School Days, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like that's on there too. Like my, and like Malcolm X, I tried to watch a couple weeks ago, but it's like three hours long, and I was like, uh, it was like three in the morning, and I was like, hey. <laughs> no, 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 three. In the I was like, I don't know if I'm in the mood for that. I still ain't oh. watched the Irishman. This uh, the Irishman because it's so long. That yeah, exactly. Like that's, mm, yeah. Okay, so the budget of this movie was thirty-five to forty-five million dollars. So says Wikipedia. Um, do you think that money was well spent? Uh, well, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. And how much of that money do you think went to Chadwick Boseman for his <laughs> Probably about a good thirty-five three fourths. Yeah, like three fourths <laughs> of the budget went to Chadwick Boseman for his his small amount of roles that he had in it. Some that he was able to do separately from everybody else, and then you know you get you get the group shots. You get uh, yeah. expensive, man. That that Black Panther money. Come on now. Yeah, I really wonder how how long how many days he was actually on set. Um, and I'm like how long it took him to complete these. Um, and obviously there's no box office because this came out through Netflix, and it came out through Netflix during the pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. So it never even had a chance to release in theaters. I'm guessing it's not going to release in theaters after the pandemic. Um, so, Trey, you said that you would give this what rating? Oh, an A. Get an A. An A. Oh, right. You did say mm-hmm. an A. Oh. Um, mm. See, earlier I said that I like this more than Black Klansman. And like I said, my my rating for Black Klansman was like a six. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to give this a six. Which means I need to rewatch Black Landsman because if I rewatch that, that's gonna be that's gonna be lower than this movie. After watching this movie and knowing that he can make a six, I'm gonna be watching Black Landsman under much more a much more critical eye, I guess. Right. right. Um, man, Black Landsman. Black <laughs> I, I just that that movie had such potential for me. Fair enough. Do you mind if I, because uh, we've talked about what we thought about it. Want to talk about what the audience thought about it? Let's talk about it. So since we have those ranges, uh, you know, we love them them budget ranges where it just, yeah, we had about this much. The fuck does that even mean? And this is a Netflix movie. We got to go to them Rotten Tomatoes. And this movie had a tomato meter, a tomato score, a critic score of 92%. Mm-hmm. But that audience score of 53 percent oh wow yeah yeah it's a little a little low audiences ain't feeling your boy spike huh they said much... he ain't that cup of tea <laughs> <laughs> this is from when he's on the red carpet yeah anyway <laughs> i was gonna say i don't catch that reference um... don't catch that <laughs> go watch him on the red carpet talking about green book versus black and clansman oh yeah that's okay, just funny 
I wonder why the audience didn't dig it. It one length of time, probably length of time where you have that long amount of period of just following these characters. Uh, I don't think a lot of these characters are like household names, so they're probably not like a big audience draw. Plus, Netflix has been dropping movie after movie real close together right now. Like, I think right now this is competing. So, if we're like thinking about this in like regular theater terms, you know, like what's the competing movie out this weekend, last weekend, and coming up next weekend and stuff like that. I think right now Netflix is competing uh, this movie versus, like, The Old Guard, which people are probably still going back mm. and watching that. Um, so, yeah, there's probably a lot of factors to why uh, audience members probably didn't like this movie. Plus, this movie, like you said, is probably a bit distracting from the way that those images pop up on screen and it's a lot of it's a lot you got to get through a lot of spike lee's history lesson um but okay something that we haven't done before it's like that is what the general audience might think mm -hmm. but i'm in and like imdb has like a has 6.5 on imdb which is pretty average mm -hmm. and so it's just a little bit above average um but Let's take the letterboxed and see what letterboxed right. rating has. Letterboxd. So the average rating on letterboxed, anything below like a three, pretty much just means like it's not worth your time. But on letterboxed, it has a 3.6. A 3.6. 3.6 out of five stars, which is, which is a seven out of 10. <laughs> You know, it uh I looked up letterboxd on letterboxd. That's I'm thinking about it in my head. I don't I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with me. But uh yeah, if you if you if you have that type of math mathematician, that is exactly what that means. Hmm. Interesting. Also, people, if you want to uh, follow us on, I don't usually promote this because I've been slacking. I've been getting back into my letterboxing um, since we've been doing this, picking this back up again. Uh, but if you want to follow us on Letterboxd, you can. You can see our uh, review scores IRL in the digital space, as it were, uh, and leave us comments. We put up the reviews on letterbox like the links to the reviews on letterbox you'd be like oh, i heard you in this review i believe that i like documentaries in my narrative films <laughs> how dare you <laughs> how dare you trady price <laughs> oh god um, right on, on letterbox my name is cut to black um and if you don't know what letterbox is it is a app that it's like a social it's movie facebook app it's on movie Facebook. I wouldn't say that much. It's much better than Facebook. It's um, movie Instagram. Uh, there's less pictures. Uh, <laughs> it's movie Snapchat. Movie Twitter, I guess. It's, it's movie it's Twitter closest. Movie Twitter. To, it's like movie Twitter. Movie plus, LinkedIn. No. <laughs> it's definitely more movie Twitter. Um, and you can make your own profile. You can have a watch list. Make you can make your own separate list on there. Like on my letterbox, I have my list of shame of movies that are classics that I haven't seen, and um, I have like every year I do a uh, at the end of every year I do like a 2019 ranked 
list. So like last year I had number one as waves and then like number two was Dr. Sleep, so on and so forth. So you can make lists, you can make rank lists, um, you can have, you have your own diary, reviews, you can, have, you can get followers, followings, it's cool. Yeah, so if you definitely want to know like what we recommend as what, you know, like I have my best guilty pleasures, best revenge, revenge chick flicks, uh, you know, stuff like that, you know, weird off the wall stuff, check out Letterboxd. Yeah. And if, and we don't always do every movie that I watch, I definitely don't do a review on, Same. but I do write, I, I do write some short reviews on Letterboxd. Yeah, so I need to start doing that. Yeah. So check us out on Letterboxd if you are so inclined and if you have a Letterboxd. Um, but I think that's all the time that we have. Thank you, Trey. Thank you for uh, joining me Thank to you talk about shitting on my dreams. Well, for that, I give the the blood the five bloods an, a four out of ten. Now, uh, <laughs> just because you said that, um, no, but thank you. I, I'm I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad that you picked the five bloods because it was a movie I was kind of you know on the fence about. I'm yeah. glad I watched it. Um, so yeah, thank you and thank you for listening. Um, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope that you smash that subscribe button and. Hit that, uh, hit that bell. Um, no, but really, we need help. Um, we need, <laughs> we need, we need money um, and views. So uh, please subscribe and like this video if you liked it, and drop a comment if you if you want. Um, we'll interact with you. So please, 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 join us on the next episode of the Movie Club Podcast, where we'll talk about. A different movie. Goodbye. Hold on! In my line of work, I have to be very careful. And that means knowing exactly who I am in business with. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Make sure that you check out uh, the other shows that we have on Facebook, the other main podcast that comes out every other Tuesday. Make sure you leave a like, share it with your friends and your family. Go check out our YouTube where we have content from other production 1200 works. And make sure you follow us on the Instagram. We post sometimes there. We'll, we'll do more. We'll, we'll try. Maybe. Like us on uh, iTunes podcast, rate and review. Give us them five stars. And we'll see you next time.